and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we are continuing our Wander Home adventure. I hope everyone is as ready to see these characters in action as I am. We had so much fun playing this game. And if you're enjoying listening to this game, Wander Home is available right now, both in digital and physical form. Be sure to follow the link in our show notes to pick up your own copy. Heroes, we are still supporting the 2021 IGDN Diversity Sponsorship, a program that connects designers from all kinds of backgrounds to the resources they need to make their games a reality and hopefully build themselves a career in game design. The IGDN Sponsorship provides recipients with access to playtesters, professional mentors, funds, and professional resources. It's an incredible program that has helped so many people over the years that it's been active. And with your help, it will be able to help more people. Although the sponsorship collects money from private corporate donors, the public is also open to donate. And every $1,000 contributed allows the sponsorship to help a new designer. And currently, OneShot is matching up to $1,000 of donations. So if you contribute right now, you'll be able to double your money towards furthering this cause. And so far, we've met half of our donation. The public has contributed $500 to this cause, and OneShot is going to be matching it right at the side with $500 more. But I would really love to see OneShot have to match out the full $1,000. So... I'm asking everyone out there who is interested in seeing diverse and interesting games from game designers who normally don't have access to all the things they need to do in order to bring their games into the world to head over to fundly.com slash 2021 dash IGDN dash diversity dash sponsorship or head to the link in our show notes and make a contribution. We'll be right there with you matching it. Thanks, heroes. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. This is a great group. I, I, all four of you are so neat. This is awesome. So the, the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to talk about where we've wandered to, the place that we've gone to. Now, there are a number of different natures that a place can have. I've done a little process, and I've got three of them for this place. This place is a tavern, a lake, and a garden. And we're going to go through together, all five of us, and determine some things about this place. First off, the place has some different abilities. It can describe a small comfort. It can sow confusion among the disoriented. It can offer someone comfort and amenities. And if they refuse, they take a token. I'll, I'll be controlling most of the abilities for the place, uh, but any of you can control them as well if you'd like to. Yeah, we can describe the beauty of the water, wash something strange up on shore, describe the abundance all around, threaten the health and vitality, bring someone somewhere. All sorts of cool, cool things. Each of these natures has uh, some aesthetic elements, and we're going to pick some folklore about the place, and we're going to describe the people who live there. And I'm very excited. Let's start by looking at the garden nature. We're going to choose two aesthetic elements and one folklore. The aesthetic elements for a garden, garden is a place where everyone has plenty and the world is overflowing with gifts. When you arrive at this place, describe what it has in abundance. Rue, what does this place have in abundance? I think it has a ton of like different berry bushes all over the place. Like just lots of of like, yeah, like shrubbery. There's like some that are like little tufts of grass with some 
scraggly looking berries and then there are some that are just like big full bushes um, just all over berries and shrubs nice nice love it so then we've got some different aesthetic element options we can get trees overburdened with fruit outrageously large gourds prismatic butterflies irrigating fountains things like that morgan describe the aesthetic elements of this garden i love butterflies in general so one of the things would be prismatic butterflies Mm -hmm. and the other one's gonna be a friendly soul unfamiliar with the hardship of the world nice this friendly person is going to be able to get really attached to an inanimate object brennan Uh how about you tell us one of the folklores of this garden well it's gonna be the peach tree's prophetic blossom Ooh. should i elaborate on that or or that's good we we got it there's a that's 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 good there's the a peach, peach tree prophetic blossom. it's got a prophetic that's blossom a and if you wonder how that works you can find out yourself baby that's the, go to the peach tree <laughs> exactly <laughs> ask that blossom of prophecy mm-hmm. <laughs> nice so next up this place in addition to being a garden is also a lake. James, how about you tell us some of the aesthetic elements of this lake? I was thinking about this and what I like about a lake, for whatever reason, I have in my head, there are some very stirring images of like lakes or bodies of water that have like sinkholes in them. So, like, there is a lake where there is just a hole that, like, has its own, like, branch. And, like, there's kind of a circular waterfall that falls down the hole. So, I kind of imagine that, like, whatever taverny area where people hang out in this lake, like, it's down that hole. So, it's a big lake with, like, a hole in it. And you can see at night or whatever, like, there is light and smoke that, like, comes up from this hole that sort of, like, lets you know, oh, that's where the tavern's at. Like, is, it's is at it like a speakeasy, like a fantasy speakeasy? <gasps> I, yeah, I kind of I, I kind of think it has that vibe a little bit. It, it, it's one of those places, like, whether it is an actual secret or not, it feels secret just being there. Wow. What's another aesthetic element? Kind of love barnacle covered mm-hmm. rocks. Yeah. So barnacles have this thing or like, you know, some some crustaceous species that cling to rocks and things have this thing where they like have a blooming sort of quality to them. And I love the idea that like with tides or or, or shifts or whatever, like there are periods where water will move away from these barnacles. And unlike normal times with with barnacles that are are in variable tidal areas the bluemescent like stuff comes out underwater this stuff only comes out when they are above water so they are like flowers and that's what those prismatic butterflies are like eating and interacting with is like these cool weird barnacle flowers nice nice morgan give us one of the folklore about this lake the salmon with the three wishes. Oh, yes. Yes. Love I'm me a so wish grant and fish. I'm, yes. In, in my mind, the salmon is a wish that has been granted three wishes, but hasn't made them yet. So it's just like wandering around there with wishes, just burning a hole in their pocket. Just a pocket. fish who's like, honestly, I got three wishes, but life's already perfect, gang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, good, I'm good. I'm fully good. 
Anyone I'm, I'm swimming, I'm spawning, I'm having a time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great folklore. You know, it's 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 nice to have stories about like contentness with what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brennan, mm-hmm. give us some aesthetic elements about this tavern. We're going to choose Great Hall jam-packed with layabouts. Yeah, I love layabouts. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yes, good. they're the best people. <laughs> yeah. And a bar rat with a secret identity. I don't know if you can tell, but Lawrence lives for the drama, baby. Yeah. <laughs> secret identities and layabouts. Rue, what's a folklore about this tavern? It's gotta be the how the old wombat outdrank the slobbering god. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the slobbering god. What do they know? <laughs> If they had any good in their soul, they would have been a layabout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because I have, my vocabulary has not been peaked. What, what exactly is a layabout again? Like, ooh, um, just for the listeners as well. You know, not ooh, just for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. You're right, Morgan. This is for the listeners. This isn't. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me at all. But just in case. <laughs> uh, a layabout is somebody like myself who enjoys doing nothing. A layabout might not necessarily have work or if they do it eh, screw it yeah they like they, they they might have a job or something but they they work that job in a way that they do as little as possible oh. it's like being lazy but it's like a more pastoral version of being yeah. lazy yeah mm. a, a layabout has a straw hat and and puts their yeah. feet up and it's yeah. showing on a, like a straw reed exactly yeah. Yeah. Mm. okay 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 mm-hmm. okay like cottage yeah. core uh, yes. <laughs> Cottagecore laziness. <Yeah. laughs> awesome. All right. So we've got some cool things about this place. It's got this spinning, stirring whirlpool surrounded by berries and bushes, prismatic butterflies moving between the berries and these barnacled flowers. And down the hole is a great hall filled with layabouts and a totally mundane bar rat. That's very, very cool. So... Let's talk about the animal folk that live here. What sort of people live here? I want to say a frog person. Frogs. Yeah. Frogs are good layabouts, too. Yeah. Who else? Who else lives here? Otters. Otters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yes. And what about one beaver? More than one, and the whole environment would be completely altered. Mm-hmm. In is, is the beaver the tavern keeper? Yeah, yes. I kind of feel like they're mm. the one busy, like b- busy as a beaver. They're the one active mm. person in this entire community. Can I pitch something about the beaver? Sure. Please. The beaver's like direct matrilineal ancestor did not build the tavern, but actually built the lake. The lake was created by, oh, yeah. by the matrilineal ancestor. And the entire there was like a feudal back you know maybe this is like pre pre rebellion or whatever some like feudal order or whatever got the people here and created the tavern and gifted it to the beaver family to give them something to do other than make more lakes it was like a way of like <laughs> they are going to completely transform the landscape unless we quickly make them small business owners let's do that. <laughs> Because other- give them a focus quickly. Give them Just- a focus quickly because otherwise they're gonna. This won't be woods anymore. This will be utterly transformed forever. 
and that's why there's the hole in the lake like it is a beaver dam that has been built down to the bottom of the lake it's like this weird little dome uh that's cool (laughs) very very cool awesome all right what form do the small and forgotten gods take here how do they generally manifest oh what if the butterflies those prismatic butterflies are the small and forgotten gods like each caterpillar or whatever is like a type of god that like briefly blooms as a butterfly so they're gods for like very small things and very temporary things and they're kind of like always sort of regenerating and dying and they make the place beautiful they're like spirits in a way not like gods for that terminology more like spirits of the the essence of the area yeah 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 yeah. in wander home everything's got a god every little thing every big thing it's 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 neat there's there's probably some normal prismatic butterflies in there too maybe there are even (laughs) some gods who go riding on those butterflies Mm. what's this place called it should be named after the beavers right or do you think it should be named for something else so there was a very a, a pithy part of me that's like well it should be called the watering hole because it's a literal hole in the water but maybe that's too on no the james you know what you've done because it's also yeah. the home it's also the home of a tavern which is another famous name mm. another it's it's if it's a tavern yeah. and a lake that literally is a hole it's it's hard to avoid yeah much like the watering hole at the bottom of the lake Ooh. yeah what if what if that's the like colloquial name and it has a real name that nobody uses and that bothers the beavers to to no end? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that. It's what? it's Cynthia's place. This is Cynthia's place. Stop <laughs> calling it the watering hole. <laughs> it's too quirky. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we've established the beavers are extremely type A creatures, so (laughs) they have no patience for this. I don't think we named the beaver yet. Morgan, do you want to name the beaver? Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, I can, but also, oh, no. Um, Someone give me a letter. P. P. Petunia. Petunia. Love that. That's a cute name. We've figured out who we are. We've figured out where we are. And now we're going to arrive here. We're all arriving at the watering hole. We're arriving at Petunia's place. Winding along the countryside are five companions. Lawrence, Rose, Mooch, Nisha, and Tinsel. Walking along all together. As you arrive at this fabulous, blossoming lake. I have a question, Adira. Sure. The lake... Like, we have described all of this beauteous natural wonder, mm-hmm. and I am curious, is that immediately visible from the shores of the lake, or is this a deceptively plain-looking lake? I think it's pretty readily available. The berry bushes are surrounding it, mm. but, like, once you sort of part through the the brambles of the bushes, just spreading out in front of you is a gorgeous sight filled with butterflies and fluttering gods and it's it's a little breathtaking i realized i neglected to mention rose is an owl 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Rose is a little baby owl, and she's got her little shadowy poncho um, and the little sort of like, you know, a, a little headscarf, you know, like a little sort of a little tied headscarf. And I think right now Rose is riding piggyback on my shoulders, uh, which is very easy to do because I kind of stoop forward with my cane as I walk, you know, slow and steady uh, and head towards the water's edge. Lawrence, Lawrence, do you see that? Oh, my. Wow. Rose is just just amazed at all of this. Uh, yes, Rose, you behold now the watering hole. Oh. <laughs> water. Uh, take a small <laughs> take a small cloth, start cleaning my reading glasses. Uh, also the appellation of the uh, local drinking establishment where hopefully we'll be able to find and consume some vittles of some kind. Oh. Come on, everybody. Rose is motioning towards everybody. Come on, come on. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of, of that, that come on spirit, we've got Mooch, uh, who, if you have seen a lizard, and I'm going to conflate geckos with, with all lizards at this point because that's that's just where I'm at. They have this ability where like they will freeze and then move extremely quickly like across a surface or whatever so that is kind of what's going on with mooch you know he he is this kid who is wearing these overalls that are like very worn and they've got patches of all kinds over them i think you can even see like a few swatches of familiar fabric because the rest of the group is wearing fabric that they have had to like tear up and use to patch some of his clothing because he's always getting it caught on branches and brambles and he is just like he's ahead of the group and then he's to the side of the group and whatnot and he is like craning his neck up trying to get any angle he can see turning his head left and right uh seeing all of the stuff that is around him you can see like there is a moment where he is face to face with one of these butterflies and he like sticks his tongue out like he is maybe gonna eat eat it because that is a very gecko thing and i would love to know who stops him i think nisha does but doesn't mean to before i go on up what time of the day is it or like around let's say it's a little before noon okay so uh yeah nisha is tired <laughs> she's <laughs> yawning and kind of leaning on her firefly bud it's kind of keeping her up just a little bit as she's like dipping. Your firefly is also snoozing. (laughs) (laughs) So we're kind of drifting down just a little bit. And I think in our like kind of not exactly straight path, we just sort of intersect with Mooch's pathway also (laughs) not meaning to. Yeah, we could say Mooch kind of careens into them just a little bit. A a slight wake up call for the two. Yeah, and Mooch is like, like I think it was probably then like darting after this butterfly, like preparing the tongue to like come out and collect that butterfly. And Mooch has carries with them always on their back this bandaged up object 
that looks very much like a sword. And if Mooch has ever been directly asked about it and what it is, he's very tight lipped. It's certainly not a sword. He's never seen a sword in his life. He wouldn't even begin to be able to tell you what a sword looked like. So I couldn't tell you if this looks like a sword, but this is a very big thing that's almost the size of him on his back, like completely wrapped up in these bandages. So when he bumps into you, if he's not moving in a way that he intends, the weight of this thing suddenly like catches just the wrong angle and he immediately falls onto his back where he has to like <laughs> scramble a little bit to to get up. And I, I think like he'll he'll grab on to Nisha's like I either, you know, clothing or something like he's got these gecko hands. So they're like very mm -hmm. sticky and he'll use that to like kind of pull himself up. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, I'm awake. I'm I'm up. What's happening? Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> As he's just saying that, she's also like instinctively burrowing into the ground just a little bit. And she's like <laughs> trying to get comfortable because she's like, okay, cool. We're we're stopping here. Is this is this where we're are we sleeping here? Oh, 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 oh no. Not, not at all, Nisha. And um, that's when Tinsel pops in. And Tinsel's a lopped ear bunny with like the white with the brown like speckles, the little tiny glasses on, and like a little like uniform. And they just kind of pushing Nisha just a little bit so they're so she can stop bur burrowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not quite there yet. Nope. We uh oh. we I think it's just right around around the corner here. It's been a it's been a bit since I've been here though. Hmm. I think it's and you, you can see them just sort of like looking around and trying to figure out exactly where it is because they know it's here. They've been here before. They just don't remember. It's been so long. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, mix, mix tinsel. I, I, I mm -hmm. have a concern. Uh, I, you know how I get to notice and think sometimes. Yeah. You know how I notice. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been taken in the world around me. I am a little concerned with the level of energy just generally in the group. I'm concerned about Nisha. I obviously want Nisha to be a, a, a contributing member to the group. I, I feel like they could use a little bit of a pep in their step. So I was thinking, you know, it would be great <laughs> if we just dipped into a little bit of that candy. And that would be really good energy for the group. If we just like dipped a little bit into the candy, nobody notices, skim a little bit off the top, and all of a sudden everybody's got energy again. Rose's head just does a swivel 180 to look at both of you. <laughs> Doing the owl eye womb. Yeah. And I think all Mooch gets a little pat on the head. <laughs> and like a tightening of uh, just like, you know, pulling down the uniform a little bit and just a little pat on the head and just keeps walking past you. <laughs> all right. So we're thinking about it. <laughs> Tinsel, my good friend, do you recall if I believe the tavern's actual legal name is Cynthia's Place, but the establishment commonly known as the Watering Hole, is it further down the trail up in the woods or is it on the other side of this small inlet of the lake here? Oh, it's, um, if I remember correctly, it's Petunia's Place, because I think Petunia's... Petunia's? Petunia's Sorry. No, wait. Petunia is the barkeep now. I think it was named after her great-grandmother, so I think it's Cynthia. It's correct. Yes, dearly departed. That's right, Miss Cynthia. Mm -hmm. I see Lawrence does a little shimmy and says, I was correct the first time. 
Oh, oh I love so that being good. a tick. I love that being a tick. Oh. So cute. <laughs> Brennan um, is shimmying. <laughs> you can't hear it on the podcast, but I am physically shimmying on the Zoom call. Yes. We should get you like a little like uh, belly dancer like scarf and just like have you shimmying and just be jingles the whole time. <laughs> but um, yeah, Tinsel's like, oh, um, yeah, Cynthia's place or, or, you know, the watering hole. I think I had to go down into it. And I think it's, hmm, you know, things change over the years. Um, I believe it's actually over there. They'll point to a um, hand gesturing because I'm trying to figure out words. <laughs> waterfall? <laughs> Oh yeah, waterfall like a like like a swallow waterfall um, that leads in from the river into this like lake because you know it's mm-hmm. a man-made lake or a beaver-made lake rather, and right towards the end of it, there's a little vortex. Mm. Oh, I think I think that's it over there. It's, that looks very familiar. Oh, is that a small whirlpool? Ah, uh, primary entranceway into the establishment. Oh, it's, it's, from what I remember correctly, it's a whirlpool, but it's like a facade. Because they're trying to keep out the bigger predators, and because of the war that ha- that's been going on, they gotta have a little safe haven, you know? Oh, So I believe that's it. Let's, and you see Tinsel, like, she's like, yeah, I think this is it, and like, start, like, I don't know why I assume that they're hopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're hopping on over. Hopping's yeah. good. Yeah, I want to say Nisha uh, kind of taps Mooch and is like, "I'll I'll race you there," and then pushes her like for Firefly and starts taking the windiest way there possible. Just <laughs> starts off in like a different, like the opposite direction, and is just. <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> I think your firefly is trying its best to like keep you on track. <laughs> oh man, yeah. And this, I, I have to imagine, like, there's a little bit of Tom Sawyer whitewash trick in this. In that, like, for a moment, uh, Mooch is like taking off to go ahead, and then sees that Nisha is not going anywhere near in a straight line, <laughs> and then he begins assuming, well, I must be going the wrong way. I'm not going to let them trick me like that, and so immediately, like. <laughs> starts to try and follow you on this wildly circuitous route doing the same yeah and Nisha's just she's got these like little legs so it's just like this little portly run <laughs> like, where it's just these stubby little legs like kind of making a lot of movement but not getting very far <laughs> so she's just she's she will make it there eventually <laughs> Lawrence is not doing any kind of racing at all is just very stolidly walking and when we get to the water's edge of like at the base of the waterfall and they're sort of like out out in the water is the little whirlpool, I'm going to take off my jacket and carefully fold it and wrap it into sort of a bedroll, take off a couple other accoutrements and like tie them into little sort of like folders or under little under little ties on this bedroll, uh, hang it over my back, um, step out with my two scaly clawed big plodding sort of elephant like feet just boom, boom, about sort of like one step into the mud you go um very well uh, rose uh, uh tinsel if you would uh, take two or three steps back i don't want to get any of your clothes muddy and just full face plants into the water like oh, tilts over yes. this <laughs> 
boom, um, like partially in the mud and in like the shallows of the water. We get like a zoomed out shot of the <laughs> splash that goes up and like birds fly away. There's a lily pad just like sort of like floating like just on the, yeah, on the ripple. <laughs> I don't think Rose takes any step back and it's just cackling the whole time as you flop forward. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, and then uh, sort of good naturedly, Lawrence just sort of taps invitingly three times on his shell, which he sort of turned himself into a little boat to get us out into the whirlpool. Do you hop on, Tinsel? Oh yeah, I I I, I actually picked little Rose, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and I she's uh, got a, I, a bit of mud on her. She's cackling still. It, it's <laughs> these this old uniform. Tinsel doesn't mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's got Rose, and she'll hop on. And Rose is just like looking around. Where's Mooch and Nisha? Oh, that that that's a good question. Tinsel gets on on their back legs and like looks around and. Sort of sees Nisha eventually just like waves. Come on. Where are we at? <laughs> Nisha, <laughs> where have we been taken to? <laughs> both of you, please take a token. You are both on top of the tallest tree. How did y'all get there? <laughs> Nisha picked up Mooch. She's like, oh, this isn't fair if you can't. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Mooch is a gecko. Oh, so that's I've right. Got little sticky fingers. This place has brought you somewhere completely unexpected. <laughs> Out in front of you is the open air. You're you're at the top of this tree, surrounded by beautiful peach blossoms, looking around at everything in front of you. Mooch is exhausted because mm-hmm. I, I imagine Nisha like had the ability to fly up here or yeah. whatever, but Mooch had to like climb up the whole way, even with sticky gecko fingers, you know, you still have to lift your body weight and the massive sword that's the size of you on your back. It's tough. Mm-hmm. So like he spiraled his way up here and he is just breathing heavily, uh trying to catch his breath. <sighs> oh wow, you can see everything from up here. It's beautiful around here. And Mooch kind of like lies back against some twigs and against a, a, a big like object that, that uh, is easy to steady him and can lean against. And he feels good about it. And then he looks behind him and it is a big egg, like a big egg that he's just leaned on. Hey, Nisha. Yes. What kind of egg is this? And I think Nisha turns towards... I think she's she's been there for a little bit, so she has like a little cup of tea that she's drinking <laughs> that she's <just laughs> been sipping on while she's been waiting. And she just turns and is like, Oh, was that there when I got here? <laughs> you know, I didn't bring this one from home, so if you didn't bring this one, it might have been here when we got here. A third voice says i know what it is oh it's a talking egg (laughs) a talking egg (laughs) right right you don't learn these things if you don't go to school i'm not an egg you're an egg just like patting yourself (laughs) certainly i haven't been an egg in quite some time thank you no not not you him he's gonna hatch into something I'm sorry. You call it you call it me an egg? Uh, first of all, an egg is round. 
and I have always been described as a skinny Malink. Uh, and secondly, uh, I, 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 I haven't been an egg for quite some time, too. I'm all grown up in many ways, except legally and biologically. He's just patting Moochily. There's, there's nothing here to come out of an egg. She's like, look, this is, this is a fully formed No, I'm, I'm looking right at you. You're an egg. You notice that the voice is coming from behind the egg. (laughs) (laughs) Mooch is very invested in the idea that this egg is who he's having an argument with. So he does not notice. (laughs) I think Nisha notices only because the firefly has started just shifting to the side and is like pulling her with her. He's like, no, we're talking to this egg. It's rude to just leave. (laughs) It's just buzzing and blinking, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and in an attempt to like shush it, she kind of hops off of the branch and uh, sees whatever is behind the egg. There's a large flower uh, that oh. appears to be talking. Ooh. Uh, oh, you're not an egg. No, that's that's what I've been saying. Thank you. I am not an egg, but I. I guess you are also not an egg. Mooch, this is not an egg. <laughs> wow. Everybody <laughs> is so convinced that they know what is and isn't an egg. And I feel like I'm looking at an egg. Hmm. Yes, but what's behind the egg is not an egg. Surprisingly. <laughs> can, can, can we say that like Nisha kind of has a habit of, you know how like some parents would like pull kids by an Mm. ear or whatever i obviously don't have ears as a gecko and like that's also a little you know weird to 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 do that to somebody's body but i like that you could do that with my hat that you can like grab the the brim of my hat and it's like just moving a piece of my body so (laughs) (laughs) it's easy to like (laughs) (laughs) she's like fluttering and the wind is making like your hat move so your head is (laughs) keeping up to catch it (laughs) Look, and then and she'll like tip the egg like just a teeny bit, not enough to knock it off, but just a little bit so she can see behind it. Hey heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. First off, I want to remind everyone that there are 10 days left in the Iron Edda Reforged Season 1 Actual Play Podcast Kickstarter. Created and GM'd by OneShot's own audio editor, Tracy Barnett, Iron Edda Reforged offers a cyberpunk take on Norse mythology. In classic Iron Edda, Ragnarok is happening. It's undeniable and inevitable. But humanity fights back by bonding their spirits with the bones of dead giants. And in Iron Edda Reforged, the bones and blood of giants are used to run a massive network that serves the decadent corporate power of the gods. While humanity is forced to struggle with the gristle and viscera left over, suffering in the shadow of decadent gods. In addition to having a very cool premise, this show has an amazing cast. Starring Alex Flanagan from A Horror Borealis. B. Zelda from The Broadswords, and Jeff Stormer from All My Fantasy Children and Party of One. There's also an accompanying video actual play production starring B. Zelda, Danny, who you might recognize as your board game's TikTok emotional support himbo, and DJ, or Big B's, who you'll recognize from our Price of Coal episodes. Funding the Kickstarter helps Tracy produce both the podcast and the video actual play, 
which will premiere on the One Shot Network's collection of podcasts and, of course, our Twitch feed. So be sure to follow the link in our show notes to support this new One Shot actual play. And if you're curious about it, Session Zero and the first episode of this podcast are already up on their own feed. Just search for Iron Edda Reforged in your favorite podcatcher, or follow the link in our show notes. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. First, we've got some name corrections. Madeline Hart, thank you so much. And Will Yule, thank you. Gallant Charlie, thank you. Sarcussus, thank you so much. Nathaniel Letterman, thank you. Eileen Rockwell, thank you very much. Emerson Styles, thank you. The Purple Dungeon Squid, thank you so much. Gippy too, thank you. Moose Lane, thank you very much. Saffron A-S, thank you. Brian Holt, thank you. Chase Samuelson, thank you so much. Luke Zuber, thank you. Asexual Anders, thank you very much. Mike Coral, thank you so much. John Ashby, thank you very much. Jonathan Michael, thank you so much. Jupiter Ann, thank you very much. And Emily Simmons, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without you, we wouldn't be able to make this incredible show. If you'd like to join this illustrious list of backers, please head over to patreon.com slash one-shot-podcast and sign up to support us. Not only does that get your name read on air, but it also gets you access to really cool bonus content. So a huge thanks to everyone who backs us already and everyone who's going to back us in the future. Now, with all of that out of the way, Let's get back to the show. Oh, hello. Oh! I'm sorry, are you behind the flower? No. I, I am a flower. Okay. All right. So it's not a talking egg, it's a talking flower. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. I apologize. I feel like I was putting forth a ridiculous theory earlier that eggs could talk when clearly it's flowers that can talk. I'm up yeah. to speed now. So, um, how's your day been? It's, it's been great. We've, uh, we've been racing just oh, now. <laughs> been racing, feel like I could use a little bit of candy to maybe get some pep in my step back after using all that energy. Mm-hmm. I know where there's candy. Oh. So do I. Oh, <laughs> Nisha pulls out some of the berries. I have berries. Berries <laughs> are like, like candy for <laughs> yeah. people. It's like it's like a candy had a baby with a vegetable, though. So it's not like good. Can- it's not like the, the platonic form of candy. <laughs> Nisha just put them all in her mouth, and she has a little bit of a a berry <laughs> covered beak. <laughs> Seems good to me. Well, usually when people come up here, they ask me questions. So. Oh, oh gosh. Mm. Questions. Questions, questions, questions. Uh, do you want to know, about you know much about dreams? Dreams? Hmm? I don't dream, no. Oh, gosh. I have these dreams. I'm sure it must be like common for, you know, sometimes when you have the dream, well, you might not know, but other people might know. You have mm-hmm. the dream where the person 
who's comes to you and they've mm-hmm. got one eye and it's mm-hmm. kind of like a glowing white mm-hmm. and they keep going on and on about things that you need to do to prepare mm-hmm. for the future because it's coming and it's inevitable mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they try to show you that and it's very detailed and complex and you have to write it down but you can't write it down because mm-hmm. then you'd have to pay attention to it and that's really hard yeah you know that dream yeah everybody has it i've heard yeah, what's the deal with that? Um, I think you should eat less nuts. Uh, Mooch has no eyebrows, but <laughs> in a way that a gecko's eyebrows could go up, Mooch's eyebrows go up, mm-hmm. uh, and Mooch nods solemnly. Or maybe it's more nuts. Something with nuts. All right. All right. That I can use. Mm. How about you? Or you? As the flower says to the dragonfly. (laughs) And Nisha's just petting it. (laughs) While they're both still kind of fluttering in the air. Mm -hmm. Ah, I I don't know that I've had this dream. Uh, Or at least when I have them, I just just turn around from it and keep on sleeping. Uh, But uh, I guess my question is, uh, what's in this egg? Oh, life. And hope. Things will always continue. That's a pretty good egg. Yeah. Most eggs contain those things. She was like contemplating her own egg when she was in her egg. (laughs) (laughs) Adira, I don't know if this is within the spirit of of Wander Home necessarily. And and feel free to to say that this doesn't happen. But I would like at this moment for a shadow to darken above us as like a massive condor returns to its nest or something. I Mm. I kind of feel that would be very fun. Yeah. (laughs) A a massive condor in an apron (laughs) with a very sort of disheveled look goes, Hey, uh, you're not the new sitters, are you? Hmm. What? No, you're not sitting on my egg at all. Hey, it's Graham. Oh, Uh, did you know there's, uh, life and hope in here? There yeah, is. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> oh. And I, I think at that, uh, Mooch folds his arms and like looks this big condor up and down with like kind of an appraising nod. So that's what a life and hope bird looks like. Yeah. All right, well, I think Don't I've seen out. all I need to see. <laughs> <laughs> the massive condor lands with a big flap of her wings as she looks at the two of you and goes now um are you gonna be able to get down okay mooch turns to the flower are we gonna be able to get down okay that's the future one way or another (laughs) kind of turns kind of turns like with a shrug to the condor (laughs) condor just shakes her head flower (laughs) that's the best place for a nest though (laughs) You can't beat this price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This neighborhood's great. It's yeah. cool every system. tree is free. Nisha's <laughs> uh, going to fly up to the uh, flower. Are you going to be able to get down okay? Or do you need to get down? No, no. I live here. Oh. Oops. Uh, you see, uh, I'm a flower. Nisha <laughs> is like slowly putting out her little claws to kind of help. And she's like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it, though. Thank you so much. Yeah. I I really hope you have a wonderful day. I, I 
will now that you've said that. I'll, I'll make sure of it. Yeah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> oh, now that you've said it, I know I will. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nish, those mooks, they're already halfway to the, the middle of the lake, and they're headed right towards a whirlpool. Ooh. Uh, here, if you like, you can hop onto my back. We'll, we'll, we'll call it truce for now. Just, just for now. Yeah, I, I think uh, he clings clings onto your back like a little backpack that's wearing its own backpack <laughs> and is, is ready for flight. Yeah, uh, he's just like, whoa, oh, you're, you're denser than I imagined. All right. <laughs> like, I think the, the firefly kind of helps a little bit and kind of keeps your feet up behind her. And then uh, she's like, all right, hang on tight. Yeah. We're going down, and she just like zo- like dive bombs down. <laughs> As you dive bomb away, the condor is just sort of like looking at the egg, making sure that nothing bad happened to it, and just sort of waves and mutters under her breath, "Okay, goodbye." <laughs> this tavern. <laughs> <laughs> so Lawrence and Tinsel and Rose are swimming along in the water. I, it's very, uh, uh, you can still see Lawrence's eyes and he has a, a sort of, uh, the, his nostrils are above water so he can breathe, but he can't talk because his mouth is, is the, the water line is a perfectly like big, like big pointy nose, nostrils, little like rhino horn nostrils up here, mm-hmm. mouth underneath. He's just merrily going along, very steady swimmer. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, he will like take out a little, you know, waterlogged snack for Rose. So this little hand will come up over the side of the shell and we'll approach the whirlpool with all due haste. Wonderful. Yeah, Rose Rose is 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 snacking away at those snacks happily. How's Tinsel doing on the back of this turtle? Oh, Tinsel's fine. I think occasionally they have to like wrinkle Rose because Rose is like trying to like touch the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then with that possibly tumbling in, so they're like, no, 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 no. Like... <laughs> wrangling the child and like once once the uh, once rose got snacks i was like okay good giving them a little pat on the head because they're still like unsure about children so they're like good i did the job <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of sit there and watch them yeah rose just looks back at you with massive eyes oh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think tinsel's just staring and like yes how can i help you are we gonna deliver a letter Oh, here, maybe. I might have something here. Hold on. And they'll open up their bag and like take a look in and just like start filtering through. I'm like, hmm. And I'm not quite sure if I have anything here. Oh, hmm. maybe. I'll see if there's an owner here for that one. And like holds up like a little like brown letter with like a little wax seal on it. Wow. The mail. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get dive-bombed by Nisha and Mooch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I think I think there's a, a little bit of a twitch from the sort of, you know, giant turtle moving across the surface mm-hmm. of the water. And a little <sighs> of like, you know, like a little blast of air from the nostrils. And then it's like, oh, okay, everything's all right. Don't worry about it. And then <laughs> continue to swim along and hear sort of like, we are approaching the whirlpool. Please grab onto one of my spikes to steady yourself. We will try to keep the entry as 
swift, but also steady as possible. Thank you. And I'm going to try to go down the whirlpool to get into the tavern. Yeah. Yeah, you're... You're yeah. you're more than able to to swim along that whirlpool. As you go down, you see that there are a number of people who seem to be uh, just like going down the wormhole pool and then coming back up and then going down and coming back up. They're they're having a blast. You see a few frogs, a couple otters, um, just like screaming along. I feel like I feel like Rose is trying to like jump in with them oh yeah <laughs> i think that's a little it's like oh oh no please please don't oh god the, the child is loose so hold on and just like trying to hold on to, the, on to them i think lawrence is is uh gonna be less playful in this moment uh knowing mm-hmm. that tinsel has their their hands has their paws on rose i think lawrence is always kind of looking to make sure nobody is looking at Rose, recognizes Rose. There's nobody with mm-hmm. one milky white eye. You know, I think that's that's where Lawrence's head is at right now. He's doing his guardian thing of being like, let's uh, let's not let's you know keep our head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. As as you're as you're looking around, going down, nope, nobody seems to pay you all much mind. One of the frogs just sort of go, oh hey, why don't you speed up? Come on, it's fun. As the frog just like zooms past you. And Rose, like, looks at you expectantly. There's Rose. I understand that these frogs are cajoling and encouraging you to engage in irresponsible horseplay and tomfoolery. Let me simply remind you that nothing is more fun than to engage in one's responsibilities swiftly and accurately. Rose just sort of grumbles under her breath. They're not horses. They're frogs. Well, they're not toms either, but they're certainly engaging in tomfoolery. <laughs> oh, no. The dad jokes are coming. Oh, that's so good. That was good. They might, they, my nana might not be here, but these are still shenanigans. No less. Oh, no. <laughs> Lawrence, I keep telling you, someday you have got to introduce me to this tomfoolery character. He sounds like my kind of guy. Oh, Mooch, I think you know our friend Tom Fool well enough, don't you? (laughs) I wish I did. I wish I did. He sounds great. Well, I certainly have not painted him in such a rosy light. Any positive associations you have with that character are yours and yours alone, my good boy. What I just learned right there is that he's not an owl. I'm getting closer. <laughs> the, the the net is drawn closed. Well, see, he may be an owl from time to time, depending on how Rose sees fit to <laughs> act. Have I made it more confusing for you or less confusing? Yeah, yeah. First it was a rosy pic. Was it painted in a rosy picture? And now you're saying it could be an owl. You speak in riddles, old man. And I will unravel them. (laughs) Or or perhaps the world is simply composed of riddles and I am portraying it with my words as accurately as I can. Oops, here's the tavern. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence comes to a sudden and fabulous flop in the mud right in front of the tavern. Stretch in front of you is a fabulous, immaculately constructed building. You can see just the most lovingly cared for teeth marks on the wood as this beautiful cabin in this impossible grotto in the middle, inside, under a 
above. It's 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 such an interesting relationship to this lake. The tavern itself is a very warm glow to it and inviting doors. Sitting out front, the picture of serenity is a frog in a straw hat. Hey, the frog says to you all. Uh, greetings, hello. Um, my friends and I find ourselves quite parched and hungry from the road. I don't suppose there is a table for some weary travelers uh, to find themselves uh, a warm bowl of stew or some other amenities. I, I, I think Tensel's trying to chirp in each time, but Lawrence keeps going. And then once Lawrence is done, I, uh, Tensel leans over and is like, um, I don't think they work here. No? Ah, no. Well, are you waiting? Are you next in line for a table? Is the line start here? I mean, I, I, I could work here. What, what do you got? I'll open the door for that. And he points to the mysterious object that's on Mooch's back. That's not a sword. I have no clue what that is. But hey, whoa! Seems big. <laughs> what are you? Whoa! I, we don't we don't trade in kids here, so uh, <laughs> I am sticking with this group. I think. Well, I, no, I don't want you. Unless are you saying you want to be a new father figure to me? <laughs> I got a lot of problems with authority. <laughs> Mooch has a lot of problems with authority. A lot you. of problems with authority, and if if I haven't found them yet, I have been assured that I will create them soon. Hmm. So that's where I'm opening my fatherhood negotiations with you, sir. <laughs> All right. So you want a father figure. Um, I'm immediately catching a terrible vibe off of this frog. <laughs> Are you saying that out loud? Uh, yes, I, I turn to Tinsel and I loudly say it right to you. I'm going to say, uh, listen here, my fellow. If a child addresses you, uh, don't entertain solicitations of fatherhood with this sort of transactional brogue like you stand to make some money by becoming the caretaker of an offspring. Uh, by all well, means, if you don't... I don't know. I'm a risky investment. I could pay off. Don't, don't, don't people generally give presents to fathers and parents and things? Okay, and with that, thank you for nice to meet you. And I think with that, uh, Tinsel does a quick like that. <laughs> thank you, f- nice to meet you. <laughs> and starts pushing Mooch in and like shielding uh, Rose as well because like I don't know who this person is trying to take these children, but like yeah. I'm turn, I'm gonna, <laughs> no, you will not. I'm gonna turn to Nisha and be like, Can you imagine the nerve entertaining a business offer from a child standing in front of an establishment where you don't work? The rudeness. <laughs> I think Nisha um, has been trying to like trade something with Mooch on, on the side, like pulling off a piece of her cloak, and is like, well, if I gave you this. Then can I see what's on your on your back? <laughs> and she like just kind of looks over at Lawrence like, what? Yes? What? No, no. Solicitations from others is terrible. Don't don't listen to that that person. <laughs> Which, uh, here, I'll, if you need something, um, and she pulls out a little uh, pack of smokes and she pulls one of them out. Uh, no. And <laughs> no, no, no. To, she's talking to the. Uh, the frog. She has turned to the frog. Yes. If you uh, give me your name, I will give you one of these. Oh, well, that's a fair trade. 
people call me Tom. And he takes the cigarette. <laughs> what did you say he's your name like, was? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh no. <laughs> and like tries to just cover Mooch's entire head. <laughs> She's just like, no. <laughs> the frog sits back down and tips, tips his hat back over his eyes, lights the smoke, and breathes out a big cloud. <sighs> Hope you have a great day. I'm going to look at Rose. How, is Rose regarding this strange frog at all or no? Um, Rose is still pretty distracted by the frogs and the otters swimming in the whirlpool around. Gotcha. Rose got a little bit interested when Mooch was talking to the frog. But then once Mooch and the frog st- stopped talking, then it was much more interesting to keep watching everyone swimming. <laughs> Seeing that Rose has not regarded this frog... I'll just make eyes at Nisha very quickly like I've thought of something. Uh, come, come, into the tavern, everyone. Let's let's all have a meal. It's been a long day of traveling. Uh, and I will go open the door myself and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, hold it open for my lovely friends and companions. Yeah. No, thank you. And, um, yeah, like, I uh, guess since Rose is uh, also Tinsel's kind of like, Tinsel's like, all right, come on, Rose, darling. Let's go. And you're, like, you're pushing both of them now? Yeah. <laughs> Shuffling them along. Mm-hmm. Come on, kids. Oh, oh. Ooh, as Rose looks inside and sees <laughs> new things to see. Mm-hmm. Mooch will, will pass Lawrence uh, on, on the way and go, don't worry, Lawrence. I know the rules. I'm going to keep my hands to myself. And as he says that, he licks his eyeball, which is how he winks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look over at Nisha and Tinsel and say, oh, it's interesting. Frog outside with the straw hat. You know, uh, there is some academic justification to believe that Tom Fool, far from being merely a legend of folklore, is actually a real person, that the myths may be based upon an actual individual named Thomas Fool. Uh, but of course... Uh, simply conjecture. This history, of course, is not just the study of the past, but the study of primary documents. And, of course, it's always possible that some of those documents may prove erroneous. <sighs> is Tom Fool supposed to be from around here? Well, I think that... If I, well, come back to me later. I'm going to think of a way to roast you with what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute to stew on it. <laughs> All right, but you owe me at least four or five roasts. Uh, speaking of roasts, something in this tavern smells delicious. Yeah. Spread in front of you is a fabulous hall. Decorating the walls are paintings in a, a variety of styles. Uh, it seems to be from all sorts of far-flung locations. And a number of them are paintings you think of the sinkhole all these different sorts of styles all converging here along the hall are a number of big long tables which are jam-packed with people some people are taking up a whole bench laying down sleeping somebody else is standing on one of the tables whistling a bit of a jaunty tune and all amongst just this throng of people are beautiful beautiful dishes of jams and berries Mm. and pies Mm. and 
It's amazing. <laughs> Very well. Um, uh, and I'm going to pull out some little seats for my for my friends to all be seated uh, and go getting way ahead of the curve i'm already tucking a very white napkin into the collar of my shirt <laughs> and sitting there with like a fork and a knife in my claws at the table like ready <laughs> just way before any of the pre- you know preceding steps have happened just ready for food yeah um yeah i think i think in front of you is uh, a pie with little crenellated edges um, in the shape of leaves. So it looks like the pie itself, the top of it is surrounded in a crown of, of little leaves. As you like tuck into the pie and cut yourself a slice, the jams and berries inside of it just sort of goop out as it's, you can smell how sweet and, and spiced it all is. Oh my god. This is this is becoming very hard IRL to have these, <laughs> to have these pies being described. I'm not done. <laughs> there's, gonna, there's gonna be more pies. It just started. That Welcome is, to Wanderhome. Celebrated part of Wanderhome is we need to very much red wall style yes. describe yes. elaborate feasts that we are enjoying. Yeah. And I think before we, like, as it's being cut, I think Tinsel real quick sees that uh, Rose still doesn't have a napkin, like, mm-hmm. covering. They know they're going to get, me- uh, she's going to get messy anyways, but just in case, quickly try to just tuck one. <laughs> <laughs> it hit her scarf. Rose accepts it grudgingly. <laughs> I think Nisha has been kind of flitting around a little bit, just looking at all the uh, different bits of food everywhere so she's seeing like a giant pile of just like glazed like honey or sugar glazed nuts and it's just like Ooh. but before she can get to it it's like flitting to something else and just buzzing around I think what Nisha sees is a pie which on top of it has a carved apple mm-hmm. uh, the apple is carved into a beautiful blossom and stuck in between the petals of this apple are more little honey nuts the pie itself already has uh, one piece out you can see inside is uh, uh, just a, a brown sugary goopy deliciousness Nisha sees that and uh, she tries she's taking the entire pie except for that slice and just <laughs> <laughs> like Sticking her wings under it, and it's just like, all right. Because I'm going to assume she's a little further away from where everyone is seated. And she's mm-hmm. like, this, this one's for me, us. This one's for <laughs> <laughs> then, Help me. Help me a little. Yeah, your, then, your, your firefly uh, slides under the pie and just sort of like <laughs> lifts it up and like very, very resolutely marches the pan forward. <laughs> Anisha like, runs after it. Oh, wait. <laughs> Don't go too far. Hold on. And then she brings it to the table. When she gets to the table, a uh, just like a clawful seems to have gone missing <laughs> in the uh, walk <laughs> from one to the other. Look what I brought for you. <laughs> and then she like pushes the pie onto the table. It kind of like falls and maybe gets a little 
cracks in it as it hits the table. Wow. Now that's a presentation for a pastry. It looks like someone's already tore into it a little bit, which, you know, makes you want it all the more. Uh, completely <laughs> fabricating it, Lawrence goes, well, that's the style here, you know, this sort of... Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's actually where the term a la mode comes from. Mode coming from modus, meaning way, meaning you travel on your feet in your way, and it looks like this was stepped on. So that's where that comes from. Uh, it's going to put a huge, uh-huh. messy... Is, is like serving the kids first. So serves Mooch, serves mm-hmm. Rose, and serves uh, uh, Nisha and Tinsel. And then looks over at Tinsel and says, Your moths, are they, will pie make them sick or do they eat pie? Do we know? Oh, oh, thank you for asking. But uh, no, they do not eat pie. They uh, they eat nectar. Actually, they're, you see the little moths, and they're little lunar moths. So like they're, they're mm. actually kind of, not really little. They're kind of big boys, but um. They actually just flutter out the door and they're going back up so they can find like flowers and like leaves and stuff like that to go go feast on. I think at that, um, like because they're they're lunar moths, they're impressive, uh, and I have to imagine like they catch the light really well. They're very noticeable. We mm-hmm. can see the reflection of one of these moths in Mooch's eye, and Mooch, like normally very rambunctious or whatnot, goes very stock still, and I think like edges very close to Lawrence and places places a, a sticky finger and like I, I think I imagine the way that a gecko would hold hands is they're not like r- interlacing fingers or whatever they, they're just like placing a hand on you and then the little grippers on that hand just hold you a little bit tighter and Mooch is very resolutely like trying not to shrink back, but definitely wants to be near the biggest adult that he knows. I'm going to look down and have a little moment. And Lawrence has like now served everyone at the table but themselves and is like looking at this one like perfect slice of pie in front of them and is like, licking his big old turtle beak and then looks down and sees and sees um, Mooch touch his claw and without there's there's no moment of hesitation just immediately puts the little serving knife down and looks up and says the moths I think they are a little bit haunting sometimes don't you Mooch will like he looks like he's about to nod and he freezes because he refuses to allow himself to be scared. No. It, they're not so tough. Well. I mean, it's... They wouldn't they wouldn't be so much if they weren't in that dream, you know. You know that dream that you all have from time to time where there are moths in the moonlight and that person with that eye shows up and tells you that it's all gonna happen sooner than you think it is, and that you can't let it out of your sight for even a moment? I feel like moths are riding on that dream quite a bit. Let's have some pie! Huh? I think I may have lost my appetite. And <laughs> um, <laughs> there it goes. Um, I, is, is are Nisha and Tinsel both like busy eating right now, or or because the kids are about to go ham? I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I think Tinsel had like a little nibble, like the little 
just the tip of the the pie. But actually, it's going through with like the, their letters. Like they open up the bag and actually like lay like letters on the table, and they're actually trying to flip through them and make sure like, okay, and like you can see them organizing it like. No rhyme or reason. They're just starting to like shuffle things around and like organize because that's one of their fidgets that they have is that they actually like will go through the letters, and make sure who's in there at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lawrence is always very organized, so I think they get really distracted. Like coming over, it's like Tinsel. I wanted to speak. Ooh, that's interesting. And like, like looks down, <laughs> and, like what is that? Alphabetical and taxonomical. That's incredible. Um, it's just <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever structure you're using to. Yes, I was trying to figure out another way that's more easy to to figure out where I'm going with towns, and so I can actually label them by city, so I can figure out from a route here where the next stop is. So I can start placing things in order and try to figure out their route into town. And oh, yes, you're asking something. I kind of forgot. I'm fascinated. What you were mumbling to yourself, I actually find incredibly fascinating. Anytime you want to explain the intricacies of moth tending, I. I promise. I understand what it's like to work somewhere where people might think that what you're doing is fussy and complicated. I am genuinely fascinated. So please, anytime you want to explain the the ins and outs of moth tending, I would love to know. Okay. Yeah, I'm just maybe not now. Oh, they are starting to really get into those pies over there. Yes. Have to there wash is not a later. drop on the cloth napkins, but the pie juice <laughs> yeah. is everywhere else. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I think Nisha has come over to the two of you and brought over her firefly, and it's really brightly lit up, and she kind of points it towards Tinsel's bags. to She's like, I think I can help a little bit, See, help you see everything that's in there. Oh, thank you, yes. As the light shines over the letters, one of the letters, it seems like there was some writing on it that you couldn't see until this light started to pass over it. You see a picture of an orchid on the side of the letter. And the name doesn't say the name that it said before. Uh, It just says, to whom it may concern. I think Nisha sees that up here and she's like, ooh. That's neat. Do all your do all your letters do that? And she kind of like no at the firefly to move it back and forth. <laughs> no, definitely not. Typically, it's they're labeled in a certain order, so we have more organized in our structure. They're usually by name and like little town or province or area that they're from, and then like any other specifics that we need, like if they're in a tree or like uh, if they're underground, you know, just various items. But to whom may concern? The letter feels heavy as you admire the delicacy of the orchid. You really look at the wax seal that's on it for the first time. You see, oh, I think that's an orchid too. I'm gonna like try to like angle it in like the firefly light and like try to like look through and see if I can get more information. (laughs) As as Tinsel holds up the letter, I'm gonna dart my eyes out to the bar. And see if, because I there's just I get a bad feeling as Tinsel's holding up the letter in plain sight, and I just want to see if I see anything out of the out of the bar. This episode of One Shot uses music from the following artists: Above All Else by Wild Wonder, Finding the Answer by Al Lake, 
Her Prince Charming by Young Kool-Aid. Arise by Caleb Etheridge. Hope is Found by Moments. And Tomorrow and Tears in Rain, both by Scott Buckley. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back next week with more Wander Home. In the meantime, be sure to check out one of the other amazing gaming shows here on the One Shot Network. Like Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and Ryan Boatier create characters in multiple role-playing games with prominent guests from around the game's community. Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in-depth in a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great session zero every week. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. Heroes, I'd like to urge you to go out and call your representatives. Calling a representative is a great way to directly advocate for an issue. It's a way that many elected officials keep a temperature of what their constituents are looking for, and because not many people do it, an individual caller can make a huge difference. When I call my representatives, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There you can find a list of issue summaries from around the country, along with contact information for your reps and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your message across. Calling is quick, and it can make a vital difference. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes.
In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Star Wall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Star Wall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.